What? <laughs> can just stop. And then... How do you steal a coat? Oh, God. <laughs> How? Your jacket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, but jokes aside... Hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome to the third episode of Morbid Millennial. <laughs> so, uh, for once, I have actually well hidden the topic for this week. I know. I'm shocked you have. I, I think it's just because I've been really confused. Uh, our posting schedule has been a little messed up. Uh, yeah. This episode and the past one. And that's my bad because I don't know how to manage my time. But that's all right because we're going to get back on schedule soon. I mean, we're still new at it. We have to give ourselves some credit. Oh, yeah, we absolutely. Have to be patient with it ourselves. doesn't matter. But, you know, my control freak ass brain is just I like, know. oh. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But we'll be back on schedule for uh, the fourth episode. Yes. So, in the meantime, I wanted to come in with a spoopy story because we've been like heavy true crime lately. Yeah. You know, for the the first two episodes. For the entire two episodes. (laughs) We've been heavy true crime. And it's some more true crime now, but now we're going to get spoopy. We're going to get ghosty. Ooh. Today, I'm bringing you the story of Preston Castle. Preston Castle? Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? No. I'm really surprised. I could have sworn we've talked about this at one point. I, we might have. I just forgot. You know how many times you tell me things I forget every time you tell me? Yeah, that's why we started the podcast, so I can have like a like something to at least go back and be like, hey, no, I told you about this. No, you're still going <laughs> to tell me again, even without the podcast. See, but that's the fun about <laughs> it. I forget things eventually, but by the time I've like done the research and given you all the good info, <laughs> then you can just like pry the little facts out of me, you know? It's true. <laughs> okay. So, fortunately, this episode isn't as uh, image heavy. And it also isn't that info heavy. That was one of the disappointing no. things about this, was that there isn't a whole lot of paranormal information about Preston Castle. Because anybody who knows uh, pretty much anything about it, they've been trying to clean up their image uh, for obvious reasons, because it's not really good, you know, for a famous site to have a lot of, you know, bad press. So everything I've found is about all that me and our little info rat, Maddie, could find. Yes, pl- Maddie. Wait, does he live in a castle? Since his last name is Castle, get it? Pre- <laughs> <laughs> does he own his own castle? Um. See, okay, you're asking me what questions I didn't even think about. What if he named his castle after him? So it's just, his, the castle's just castle. Okay, that would be hilarious if right? there was a castle castle. Castle castle? Wouldn't that be an <laughs> awesome name for a castle? But no, uh, it was actually not named after the person who built it. It was named after the state senator. Oh, Edward God. Myers Preston. I think castle's better than that. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. But, so, Preston Castle... Isn't just known as Preston Castle. It's also known as Preston Youth Correctional Facility. Oh. And initially, this was a place that was open in June 1984 as the administration building for the Preston School of Industry, a reform school for boys, initially only having seven teenagers brought over from the San Quentin State Prison. What? This was uh, one of these places where they would just pull people from other prisons uh, to the reform school. Or you'd be sent there after, you know, a a run-in with the law. Right. 
And I'll get to that too. I have several examples. Some famous examples. You might know them. Some of our listeners might know them. I hope so. I live under a rock, so the names just kind of went over my head, but my mother understood it. And you know, when your mom understands, it's about all you need. (laughs) (laughs) So the castle is nearly 50,000 square feet, which includes a basement, four floors, 77 rooms, and a three-story annex. How many bathrooms? Girl, you didn't get that information. You got everything else, but not the bathroom Oh, you hit me with a lot of hard-hitting <laughs> questions. I didn't expect all this now. Uh, well, I do know that it's surrounded by 13 acres of land and some support buildings. Support buildings? I do know there were bathrooms involved. Well, I would hope so. How else were they going to relieve themselves? Oh, uh, well... I mean, they can go outside and... Yeah, there's, there's plenty, plenty of places for it. I mean, I, I can't do it. Outside. You can hide a body. You can hide a poop. and actually there are bodies on the grounds and i'll get to that (laughs) so much of the second floor was dedicated to staff apartments uh usually when people came to work there they wouldn't have a place to stay initially so they would either stay there as permanent staff or they would stay there until they could find uh, other places in ion to stay at I believe I did mention that this is in Ione. I hope so. Where is it? Ione, California. Oh, California. Yes, this is a local story for us. I did mention earlier, this is a place I would love to go with you to. I would love to go there. Because they do do like independent tours. They also do Halloween tours. Can you spend the night there? I'm not sure, but I think so. If they do, we should do that. We should spend the night there. You can do overnight, uh, like, ghost hunting (gasps) adventures, like, independent stuff. Let's be ghost hunters. Oh, listen. What do you think this podcast is for? That's exactly what we should be doing. Ghost hunters. I don't know about famous, but we can definitely just do it. (laughs) That'd be so much fun. (laughs) So, I will show you a picture of the building here. Oh, it does look like a castle. It's very castle-like. So this type of architecture was called uh, Romanesque Revival, and it was to make the building look more like a school rather than a prison. This is also what made it a California historical landmark. Of course. So that's what I have mentioned earlier, trying to clean up their image. It's a a historical landmark. Mm -hmm. You don't want people, you know, coming there being, you know, like a privileged brat who's like sneaking onto the grounds, which is, by the way, trespassing is illegal, everybody. Don't do it. (laughs) Even if you think you're going to get a good EVP out of it, don't do it. Because also some of the land uh, that Preston Castle is on Mm. is also belonging to Cal Fire. So let's say you were going on the land to look for a specific landmark. Probably not the best idea. Right. It's... Don't trespass, anyone. Just don't trespass. Even uh, unless you want to get arrested and go to jail. Uh, unless you don't have a record and just don't care. You know, fuck the police. But I like, mean, um, just live your life the way you want to live it. Be careful. Is all we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> don't just don't use us as name. Don't name us. We take no responsibility yeah. for your actions. It's on you, not us. <laughs> so the bricks for the building were actually made by nearby Folsom and San Quentin prison inmates. Really? Yeah, and all of these bricks were shipped by rail to Ione to for the castle to be built. That is interesting. Right? I loved finding that out. I wanted a, a little more about that, but it's all the information I could get. That's okay. I forgive you. 
So the castle actually remained in use until it was vacated in 1960. Until after that, it was abandoned, picked up later, and donated to the Preston Castle Foundation, which is where they've been rebuilding it, building a tourist attraction out of it. Before its closure, it served as the oldest and most well-known reform school in the United States. And fun fact, this is one of those places, it wasn't necessarily a place where you'd go to be reformed. Oh. Even though that is why they would send you there, right. it, it wouldn't necessarily reform anybody. And would I'll it? get to that. Okay. So, unfortunately, the institution had become known among people for its terrible past of escape attempts, along with the barbaric and cruel human treatment and sexual abuse that were almost regular happenings. Oh my god. New wards were forced to swim in a small indoor pool full of lye upon entry. What are they, training to be in the Navy? (laughs) No, uh, the idea was that um, uh, delousing is pretty much what they were trying to do, but... A pool of lye is a little too much. (laughs) Wards often died of severe illnesses like tuberculosis, meningitis, drowning, or were shot by guards during attempted escapes. And this was in the 80s? This was... No, this was in 1894. Oh, 1894. Got it. My bad. So, 1894 until 1960. Got it, got it. My bad. The grounds of the castle included a cemetery of which... 23 graves of individuals who had attempted rehabilitation were buried. The cemetery was in place in case families were unable to either reclaim or properly dispose of the remains of their children, and the information of the deceased is actually readily available. Oh. I was able to find a lot of records of these children who are buried. There's a a lot of people who say that the cemetery is lost. It's not necessarily lost. They just don't want it to be found. It's... Cal Fire area, so it's... That's true. It's better that we not say where on the grounds it is. At the military-style school, wards were housed on the grounds and spent a part of their days in school, a portion learning a trade for when they were released, and another portion marching and learning military bearings. During nice days, the wards were allowed to spend some of their little free time in the basement of the annex uh, of the day area. Ooh, that sounds fun. Was it not fun? It wasn't, it wasn't very fun not having a lot of free time, uh, because I did say, uh, you're basically thinking three quarters of your day, uh, is out of your control. Right. You know, reform school. Yeah, that is true. It is a reform school. It do be like that sometime. (laughs) (laughs) So some notable wards I want to mention to you. There are about five of them. I won't go into too much detail. Okay. But there are some that I just thought were really cool or... Some famous people that our listeners may be familiar with. So, the first one, Gerald Armand Gallego. He was born July 17th, 1946, died July 18th, 2002. He is one half of a pair of American serial killers who terrorized Sacramento from 1978 to 1980. What? Together with Charlene Adele Gallego... They murdered 10 mostly teenage victims who were kept as sex slaves before they were killed, usually by a gunshot, they were bludgeoned to death, or they were strangled. What? I don't know this story. I'm from Sacramento, and I didn't know this. Oh, there's so much. 
listen, I'm not even from here. I've lived here for 10 years and there's still so much I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about my own hometown. We may cover them one of these days. Ooh, we should. That would be a lot of fun. If we get a lot of people asking for it, I'll definitely cover it. So Gerald was sent to Preston at 15 after amassing a criminal file that ranged from sexual offenses, burglary and robbery. He remained for one year. Just it. I see it. He got released for good behavior. Well, you'll see. Oh. <laughs> Some of them just get released because it's like, ah, you're fine. We've done enough. So the other one, uh, number two of the notable people, Carol Chessman, born May 27th, 1921, died May 2nd, 1960. He was a convicted robber, kidnapper, and rapist and was sent to Preston in 1937 for stealing a car, was released in April of 1938, and returned a month later for the exact same crime. Wow, the bitch just kept him there. This is what I mean. A lot of the people who went to Preston for reform weren't necessarily reform. Some of these people even said they learned how to be better criminals because of their stay at Preston, because they were surrounded by all these people right, yeah. who, you know, were very familiar with this dog-eat-dog lifestyle. Right. Another person, this one you may be familiar with. Yeah. Somebody, maybe, if not you. I hope so. <laughs> Neil Cassidy, born February 18th, 1926, to February 4th, 1968. He was a major figure in the beat generation of the 1950s, and a model for a few of Jack Kerouac's literary characters. Oh! Oh, Neil Cassidy. Yes, I've heard of him. Yeah! I read a Kerouac book. Uh, he was famous for being the inspiration for Dean in On the Road. I haven't read that one yet. You should get around to it. I only know about that book through a musical, as is typical oh, for me. musicals. <laughs> Here we go. I won't get into it. Oh my god, okay. we should see Dear Evan Hansen. It comes out Friday. Oh, I know. We, we, uh, listen, I plan. I'm I... off Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil Cassidy actually claimed to have discovered literature during his stay oh, at Preston. Wow. Because he, later he became an author. Oh, that's how I know him. He's an author. Uh-huh. Another person... All of our country music fans will know this guy. Merle Haggard, born April 6, 1937, also died April 6, 2016. He was a famous country music star, and he did time at Preston Castle for auto theft in 1954, escaping after two months with fellow ward Raymond Branch, only to be apprehended in Yolo County. Fun fact, this is one of the people that actually had a tattoo, PSI, for... Uh, for his stay at Preston Castle. Really? Yeah. Because it was also known as the Preston School of Industry. PSI. PSI. Another person, the last one I'll mention to you, is Rory Calhoun, who was also born Francis Timothy McCown, August 8th, 1922, to April 28th, 1999. You familiar with this guy? No. <laughs> That's okay. He was a famous actor, actually. What was he in? Do you know? Uh, he was in How to Marry a Millionaire. That's okay. I see the Is look on your face. Is that Marilyn Monroe movie? Don't ask me about films. I am not the person to ask. Because I feel like that's a Marilyn Monroe movie. When was he born again? He was born in 1922. Yeah, okay. That's, he was in a movie with Marilyn Monroe. 
Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I hated that I did that too, so don't give me a look. I wasn't giving you a look. <laughs> so, Rory Calhoun was a ward and an escapee of Preston Castle after being sent there for stealing a revolver at age 13. He's a young one. Not long after his admittance, he escaped and robbed several jewelry stores, stole a car, and escaped across state lines once his case became federal. And he became a famous actor? <laughs> he went from Preston Castle to Hollywood, baby. Wow. <laughs> he spent three years in a Missouri prison and was later transferred to San Quentin until he was 21. Wow. That's all I can say. <laughs> I know. I love, the, I love the biographies of a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same thing. For anyone who doesn't know, I am an art major, and my favorite thing is talking about famous people from the eyes of people who didn't give a fuck about who they were as a person (laughs) and their career. It's like, no, no, no. We want to talk about how you cut a man's eye out with a plate of artichokes, okay? Here we go again (laughs) with this. I feel like you're going to do a cover story on that, aren't you? Listen, I would love to, but unfortunately, Caravaggio does not have too much... you know, paranormal or crime right. aspects, unless you want to talk about the pimping, no, but we're not we're going good. to. No, we don't have to. <laughs> we can leave that one alone. We'll do that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So some notable deaths that I want to talk about at Preston Castle. I'm not going to mention too many of them, uh, but some of them are related to the 23 bodies that are buried on the grounds. So like I said earlier, a lot of them died from quote-unquote natural causes you know meningitis yeah things like that there were also some unnatural deaths and that's mainly what these are these are deaths that could have been avoided outside of you know the basic thing of oh well i didn't mean to shoot him as he was running away you know i say that all the time too (laughs) oh you are dangerous with a gun Devin. i know that (laughs) watch out boys (laughs) so uh the first one I want to talk about is Frank Catarella, died February 12th, 1917 in his cell. He was found dangling from a pipe above him after tearing his sleeping shirt to pieces to fashion himself a noose. He had been suffering from epileptic seizures to which the staff Aww. simply decided to leave him in his cell instead of properly seeking medical Are care. Are you serious? That poor baby. This is what I mean about the, the cases of neglect for a lot of the, the wards. Uh, sometimes it was common just, oh, we got a bunch of wards in, let's just beat the shit out of them to teach them, you know, mm-hmm. authority. Not necessarily the best, uh, approach. No. <laughs> Not that anyone needs to know that now. <laughs> <laughs> so another boy, Leland Price, he died December 1924. As punishment for fighting during a football game, Leland and his opponent, Edgar Hugh, were locked in a basement alone. The fight resumed as they were left unattended, and at some point Price slipped or was knocked down and fractured his skull on the concrete floor, falling into a coma and dying the next morning. I feel like there's more to that story than what they're saying. What if his opponent, like, smashed his head into the concrete? Well, that's what I said. They were, he was oh. either knocked down or he fell. Gotcha. Another pair of boys I'm going to talk about is William Reppert and Henry Hurstein. Died December 4th, 1928. This is one of those sad things, and a little bit of comeuppance with it. So, while digging a sewer ditch on school property, six boys were buried alive as the hole they were digging collapsed. Four of the boys were saved, while William and Henry perished in the ground. Mm -hmm. The parents recovered the bodies and promptly filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the school. 
As they should. It was one of the few times I found someone filed something against them. Uh, another person I'm going to talk about. If you've ever watched Ghost Adventures, they actually did cover an episode on Preston Castle. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. And that is a part of this episode. Because, like I said, there is a lot of... It is pretty difficult to find paranormal information mm-hmm. on some places, this place especially. So a lot of what I'm going to tell you guys about is stuff you could find in the Ghost Adventures episode for Preston Castle. But I'm going to make fun of Zach Bagel Bites because you have to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Zach Bagel's Bagel Bites, okay. Wow. But, so Bagel Bites... Actually, believe I like that name. <laughs> in the episode, he claimed that this person, his name was James Jim Whedon, and they said that he was uh, actually killed on the grounds. He was murdered, but that isn't really the case. So he was actually brutally attacked by two wards on the property, who then stole his vehicle and wallet during their escape. Oh my god. This happened about three days prior, and he was transferred to a hospital after the attack and succumbed to his injuries days after. Oh. And he was actually a, a guard on the property. Oh, okay. So, the number one uh, death I went to talk about, the one that's famous, if you go to Preston Castle, they will talk about her extensively, Anna Corbin. Nothing. Nothing's coming to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I shouldn't look at you expectively when I just drop a name. <laughs> so, Anna Corbin, she was born Anna Laura Lawton in, 19, in 1898. The 52-year-old ho- head housekeeper was found dead on Thursday of the 23rd of February in 1950. Her death remains a mystery to this day, as as it is considered an unsolved case with several different accounts of how she was murdered and found. How was she found? Well, one account states that she was killed in the kitchen. Others state that she was killed in the basement. However, the official story is that Anna was found in a storeroom, wrapped in a rug, beaten beyond recognition, about 15 separate wounds on her head and body with a rope around her neck. Wow. The story is similar to a former murder one of the boys there was accused of, but never convicted of. He was an African-American man by the name of Eugene Monroe. He was actually at the Institution for Unrelated Burglary Charges, and during the investigation, there were many stories and accusations against him that went unproven in court due to a lack of evidence. One inmate named William J. Mercer stated that his motivation came from being caught doing a homosexual act. One guard even said that Monroe confessed and was caught burning his clothes in the incinerator. But after two hung jury trials, the final verdict was that Eugene Monroe was innocent of this murder. Oh, wow. The day after his acquittal, Monroe was awarded parole. And a year later, he was arrested for and openly confessed to the rape and murder of Vesta Sapinter in Tulsa. She was a pregnant woman with no connection to the Corbin case. Are you serious? Indeed he do. Oh my god. He was sentenced to life in prison, plus an extra 40 years for the separate armed robbery of another woman. Wow. Fun fact, 
Anna Corvin is buried at Eastlawn Memorial in Sacramento, California. Really? Yeah. We should visit her grave. Give her a little. Give her give, some flowers. Give her a little pour out, you know. Yeah. One for the homies. <laughs> she is the biggest homie. I mean, you can either go see her at her grave or you can go to Preston Castle and potentially see her ghost. We can do both. We should respect her. I mean, you should be respectful no matter what you do. But I mean, that is true. Listen <laughs> should, to Morgan. Let's not disrespect the dead. This, they don't tend to like it. I don't want to be haunted. The living tend not to like it either. <laughs> so some facts or clues more specifically about the murder mystery that is Anna Corbin. So Anna's body was discovered around 1.30 to 2 p.m. The head gardener at Preston... Jeff Machado seemed to be the last person to see her alive as he claimed to have brought her the acacia blossoms around 9.30 a.m. Another housekeeper, Elizabeth Goodman, stated that around 10.23 a.m. she came to Anna's office and left an apple on her desk. That apple was still there upon the discovery of Anna's body. The coroner stated that she had been dead for at least three to four hours when her body was discovered, meaning she died between the hours of 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. that morning. So the gardener could possibly have done it. Possibly. But uh, there's all the mystery to it. There isn't enough evidence to include anybody. Mm -hmm. If you asked our little info rat, she heavily believes that Monroe was was the perpetrator. Because he... He had similar cases against him right. to the way Corbin died. There um, was no evidence, but his proclivities to hurting women violently. And there's a lot of coincidences. Right. I see that. what you mean. Yeah. So if you ask her, it's definitely Monroe. But Got it. Then again, he was never charged. We can't say who did it. It's only alleged. So some more facts or clues in the case. So housekeeper Lillian Lee McDowell and her helper inmate, Robert Hall, both noticed a trail of blood from Anna's office leading into the store, into the school storeroom. The boy who found Anna's body, Robert Hall, gave a statement that Anna was actually found behind rolls of carpet in the storage room, not a closet, but a padlocked room that was 16 by 35 feet in size in the basement that only a staff member had the keys to. Interesting. She and Robert Hall also noticed that a ladder was overturned, mop buckets were tossed around, and rugs were covered in blood, along with a pool of blood on the floor. Wow. So it's a mystery. It's a whodunit. <laughs> Tell us now on your phones what, who you think murdered Anna Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about some ghosts. I'm excited for ghosts. <laughs> so like I said, um... I'm going to try really hard not to give a verbatim uh, rundown of the Preston Caps, the Preston Castle episode from okay. Ghost Adventures. But, I mean, that is where we get a lot of right. the more specific information. Uh, Ghost Hunters also did uh, an episode. So that is also potential watching. There you go. Watching pleasures for anybody who's interested. So, visitors of Preston Castle seem to experience cold spots, intense feelings of fear, and hear strange noises. There have also been sightings of apparitions in windows. There have been reports of mysterious voices, slamming doors, items falling with no explanation, sightings or orbs, or sudden air movements. That sounds really scary. It sounds so cool! 
I I totally would love to go here and just experience any ghosty thing. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would too. Bonus content, guys! Subscribe to our Patreon, and we'll Please. do a ghost adventure. That'd be so fun. <laughs> Not trademarked. Don't come at us, Zach Baggins. I don't want it. <laughs> I like his other name he used, the Bagel Bites. Oh, I know. Baggins is still wrong. It's Baggins. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I called him Bagel Bites? <laughs> Every know. time I say Baggins, I'm like, Bagel Bites. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Zach Baggins and his team did explore Preston Castle on an episode of Ghost Adventures. He states during the walkthrough, not only was he partially possessed by possibly Anna Corbin's ghost, but also was hit. Two team members were scratched, and they smelled sulfur. What? Additionally, they heard knocking, saw a purple mist with a backlight around where Anna Corbin's body was found, and saw a man with a blood-covered bandage around his head being dragged down the stairs by two other men. Oh my god. The paranormal expert they found from Preston Castle also agreed that disembodied voices are commonplace here. Some more specific evidence from the episode, uh, summarized, of course, there was a lot of residual noises, water sounds, knocking, female screaming, unexplained voices, bacon frying? What? (laughs) That was one of those that threw me for a bit of a loop. Yeah, bacon frying. Bacon frying? Yeah, you know how places have memories. So in hauntings, sometimes it's not necessarily a specific ghost. It could just be a memory of an event that happened that the walls remember. So, like, for example, let's say you died, Devin. Let's oh, it's going to be hell. <laughs> let's say you started haunting places. Okay. Your house got abandoned. There's nothing in it. You guys are gone, and you're dead. You could hear your water running in your shower. Right. Even though there's no water to the house. You could hear... You know, corpse music coming oh, from your bedroom, yes. despite the fact there's it's no speaker. It's gonna be blasting corpse music. <laughs> just, <laughs> just in the background. As soon as you open the door, it stops. <laughs> but like that, or just just any noises. So yeah, the bacon frying. It made me laugh a little. But yeah, that that would be a. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound pleasant. Oh. Well, from a vegan's point of view. Oh God, as a vegan, that's spooky as hell. I would probably throw <laughs> up. I don't like the smell of bacon. It really just makes me nauseous. As someone who used to be vegetarian, I understand you. As somebody who will voraciously eat bacon now, I understand I, no, you, but less. I could not. <laughs> nope. So some EVPs that they heard were things like, I don't know, talk, get out of here. Come on, you can do it. Hey, never again. I'd probably be cursing people out if I was a ghost. Uh, listen, some ghosts definitely would. One of these days I'll cover some more aggressive ghosts. <gasps> Ooh. But they'll they'll just be screaming like, bitch, or... That's me! Or they'll start saying your name, start oh heckling God. you. That sounds like I... That was something I would do as a ghost, I'm not gonna lie. I would haunt people. <laughs> so some apparitions that the Ghost Adventures team saw in the episode... A mist and two orbs of light are caught on camera, one disappearing by Nick's head, the other disappearing behind Zach's head. That's creepy, but let's Super do it. Super creepy. And, and all, for the possession thing, I mean, if you're seeing that on camera, that most likely means something's either passing through you or going into you. Right. So I don't know if he I was actually possessed. I wonder what that feels like if something goes through you. Like, do you feel it or? I would assume so. I mean, I a lot what of that peop- would feel like. A lot of people say it different things. Mm-hmm. It'll either be cold or it'll be hot. Feel like the wind got knocked out of you. That's things like that. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. 
God, I gotta just have a, a ghost conversation, tell you all I, the things I know about the spoops. Please do. <laughs> so these apparitions also caused them physical harm. Aaron received three scratch in, scratches on his leg during their stay at the castle. Wow. And another ghost thing, three mm-hmm. scratches, mocking of the Trinity tends to be. Really? Tends to be. There, there's not of course that's speculation as somebody who just likes watching ghost adventures and other paranormal shows <laughs> but that's usually the thing uh if you ever see things in threes it's mm-hmm. the mocking of the trinity oh no, tends, i did not know that tends to be uh more demonic in nature right. if it comes in threes okay as for the possession zach begins feeling strange and then walks off and nick and aaron notice he's not acting like himself they believe he was possessed by the spirit of anna corbin could you imagine being possessed by a ghost Listen, I imagine it all the time, and oh, come on, you? ghosties, possess me. Don't say that. It's, it's a battle of will. Let's go. <laughs> see, you're gonna, see, see this is why I've happen. never been possessed. <laughs> I'm going to be the one who gets possessed, because I don't want to get possessed, and you're not going to get possessed. Listen, I'll bitch slap a ghost right out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll bitch slap me. Hey. Uh, as long as you I feel give like me... you want to do that. No, I don't want to. But if there's a ghost in you and I'm just like, no, 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 you got to snap out of it. I'm going to slap out of it. So I should expect the bitch slap. Expect up your spiritual game. Don't get possessed so I don't have to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best for you. So uh, another paranormal occurrence and the final one, uh, a lot of equipment malfunctions. Uh, ghosts tend to mess with electronic equipment, which right. is why a lot of places, uh, a lot of, let me see, investigators will turn mm. off all the lights if they're oh. not already turned off, and they'll only have a limited amount of electricity. And for some, for, you know, bigger investigators, they'll have a lot of their electronics outside. Right. That way they can, you know, maintain recordings and all that. Oh. But inside, uh, they'll tend to go off and off and on mm-hmm. or just stop working entirely even though they have full batteries and that was the case for an em pump that they had so the battery powering an em pump mysteriously drains while electromagnetic energy is detected near the entrance and some motion sensors go off Ooh. motion sensors are another part that you'll usually have in, in an investigation you just leave them around and track for when they go off some of them will have lights so you can see Mm -hmm. if something's walking by it because potentially they can pick up uh, ghost energies it's all very interesting that is super interesting i would love to get like the oculus reader it's very similar to uh a ghost box where it has a bunch of static and reads out right uh words that it'll pick up Mm -hmm. the oculus is like that only it doesn't have the the static background so you oh. just hear the words that would be really cool it would be so cool i would love to go around and like you know find find ghosties that way <laughs> but that's just me ranting about how much i like ghost hunting but that is the shorter story of preston castle oh that's it that's it that's wow. all i really have for you i told you it's a little hard to find information on this one uh but it was a lot of fun looking for all this and for anyone wanting to know, I'll be putting all of the sources that I used for this episode in the episode description, as well as we'll be posting some images on our Instagram once the episode is posted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Devin, would you like to tell them where they can find us or would you like me to? You might have to. My brain is not <laughs> functioning right now. I'm sorry. That's absolutely fine. I got you. I'm brain dead. We should just take turns. We should. Well, we, we can do that. We that sounds fair. We should take turns every, every episode. Okay. So, for anybody who would like to follow us on Instagram, we are at Morbid Mill Pod. We also have a Patreon and a Ko-Fi page if you'd like to be so generous and support us. Patreon.com slash Morbid Mill Pod and ko-fi.com slash morbidmillpod. And for anybody who would like to send us in a story recommendation, let us know how we're doing, or a personal listener story of your own, whether that's true crime or paranormal, feel free to email us at morbidmillennialpod at gmail.com. Because one of these days, Devin... Me! ...would love to do some listener stories and tell me stories. I would love to tell you a story, actually. I would love to hear a story. Let me drink... Let me be the one who's drinking more. (laughs) I I agree. All right. So... That's it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank Thank you, you, Sock. We appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you, you. Sock. We love you. We appreciate you. (laughs) And... Thank you, everybody, for Thank tuning in this week. Yes. And we'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll be posting on Sundays instead of this Monday, Tuesday weirdness we've yeah. But that's okay. We believe in ourselves, and we hope you believe in us, too. Please Thank do. you so much for Thank- listening, guys. Thank you, guys. Please support us on Patreon and Ko-Fi. Bye! Bye.